Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Connecticut Show. This is Travis Poppleton. And I am Terrence Abney. Kind of off today. I can tell. Like, you've never not had a middle name. I know. Are you offended by that? Not at all. I'm just a little bit nervous about the energy. Let's get the energy up. Drumsticks, please. Uh, you know what? Honestly, if the drumsticks are going to work, you where, you find those. Where in the world are my drumsticks? Uh, um, while you look for that, this is the Connecticut show where each week we take a new look at New England. Thank you, Bonbon, for leading us in. We uh, different Different song this time because... It is our Halloween episode. Yes, and thank you for letting us dig that. And do they get royalties? They, yeah, they get a percentage of every dollar we make on this show. Hey, and we're going to pay it for it and to you in the full amount every single time. Every time you get that percentage. You are welcome, Bon Bon Vivant. Exactly. If you have a ghost story, because we're doing the Halloween episode a little bit early, if you have a ghost story, we can uh, come back to it on next week's episode. We'd love to hear any paranormal activity from our listeners. And to do that, go ahead and send us an email at info at Connecticut.show. You can also go out to info at Connecticut.show and send that message there. Do it. I'm eventually going to get this password saved on my phone and get it checked out. Okay, Travis, gotta, I'm sorry, we man. We got to lead with this. I'm sorry. Listen, How long listen. have we been doing the show? I think you, yo, I think you put your text on delete. Some type of way you delete your text from my phone when you send it. Because you sent it last week or whenever it was. I looked to get ready to do the stuff because I was like, I, I got to get on the job. It was not there. Talk about a haunted story. Yeah, that happened. I can show you now because I'm getting tired of you not believing me and the look in your face and disdain you're showing me right now is hurtful. When we started the show, I sent Terrence all of the codes for the studio because we in order for us to get in studio, we need a code to get in. And so I sent that to Terrence. That was about a year ago. And then like two months ago, maybe they updated the code, which I also sent to Terrence. 100% of the time, he will stand at the door, call me if I'm not already waiting for him, and be like, uh, I need you to come open the door. And I'll be, oh? And he was like, unless you want me to break it down, like, these are my two options. My two <laughs> options are you come open the door or I break it down. And I'm always wondering, why don't you just check your text? Like, I send you the code. And then in addition to that, I think once every three months, Terrence asks me for the username and password. Exaggeration. For, for the blog. <laughs> Exaggeration. For the email, uh, for for the podcast hosting and everything. And I'm like, yeah, no, hey, happy to send it again. And um, and and yeah, I guess that's haunted because, you know, it somehow disappears from your phone. I think you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, every time I'm it's like, hey, Terrence, can I see there. your phone? Uh, and that happens all the time where you're like, yeah, it's unlocked. Go ahead, Travis. Go ahead and look through my phone. It happens all so, the time. to my favorite, Jay, that is why I have not emailed you back yet because I don't have the code to check the email because Travis is making it disappear. That The latter part, don't know if he's making it disappear or not. But the truth is I don't have the code to check it. But I was on my way. I text Travis. And guess what? He didn't send it back this time. He's fed up. He's like, you won't be checking the emails or blogging on this show, buddy. 
No, um, what I want, what I want to do is not text it because clearly that medium is not working for us. So I need to get you some place, some document that you have all well, of this information. Now. Uh, what's interesting is like we were having a few technical difficulties and we will throughout the show, just so you know, there's some sound issues. Um, and, and one of the people that came in to help was like, I'm just going to call Jay-Z. I'm just going to call Jay-Z after the show. Allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> Terrence kept looking like, what? What's he going on? Jay-Z? I thought, I thought we had a connection. Let's get him on the show. Yeah, as far as nicknames go, that's not a that's not not a bad one to get, you know. Not at all. all I right. don't think so. Terrence, it's spooky time here in Connecticut, New England. So many ghost stories here. Um, you go a little bit south. You have the headless horseman. You were just telling me, and I, I think we should come back to this one. You were telling me telling me about the vampires of Connecticut. That's the vampire scare. That is one of my favorites. Um. Indulge me though for a second, because I do want to. I, I want to lead with this story. I don't know if we've talked about this. I think we've hinted at it. When I grew up, I grew up in what many people would say is a definitively haunted house. Mm-hmm. There are in my family um, eight haunted houses. Eight kids. Oh, I'm one. I'm seven of eight. And if my father or mother had been seven of eight as well, then I think I would have had magical powers because I believe the seventh child of the seventh child gets magical powers. So I'm actually, I'm a little bit sad I didn't have seven kids because then whoever my seventh was would have been chosen. I didn't know it until too late. The point is eight kids live at this house, right? There is one point where there are eight children living in this house in small town, Simi Valley. I'm saying small town. And you're the only potential suburbia. one to have magic powers. I was the only one to potentially have magic powers. This is true. Well, what were your, what were your parents? I don't, were they the... My dad, I think, was second of two. Mm-hmm. My mom was third of three, I think. She might have been second of three. Who knows these things? Do you know these things? I think she was the third of three uh, that was the second of two so why can't the second child and the third child have these so sad magical powers or maybe it's the fifth because three plus two as my math theorems go is five <laughs> i mean that's just theoretical we can't prove that three plus two is five but Actually, as far there, as your math theorems suggest there is a theorem that yeah. proves that <laughs> Uh, listen, all I know that the legend, as the legend goes, the seventh child of the seventh child, and I believe it's very specifically the seventh son of the seventh son, oh, whatever God. it is, I, I, I believe it's the seventh child of the seventh child. Yeah. Uh, I was the seventh child of not that. I got you. I only call you son because you sound like one. But go ahead, continue. Sure. You liked that, didn't you? Oh, my God. It was so good. So good. Um, this house is one that friends of the family would not stay at. Some would not even come over to. Um, and what would happen at the house, there were, um, and I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, I mentioned that, I remember. Yeah, growing up in the house, there were people who would come over almost specifically to have a paranormal experience because 
oftentimes there were sightings of supernatural things. There were constantly noises that no one could explain. The most common, like the most uh, one that's often referred to is we, and this to me was like the scariest room of the whole house. We had these stairs that went up and on the exact left side of the stairs, there was a, there was a whole upstairs area. It was like almost the same size as the first floor, but the room exactly to the left was one of those rooms that never changed temperatures. It was always cold. Almost all of the sightings, all of the bad feelings, all of the people running out of a room, all of the really creepy nightmares came from that room. That room, when we would be downstairs watching. Are you saying if you were in that room and you slept in that room, you had nightmares or people just had nightmares from the stuff they seen in that room? So it was, sometimes it was a guest room. Sometimes it was a room from the, from one of the kids and everyone that was in that room wanted out. Like it was just uncomfortable. I, and, and I will stand. Why would y'all put a guest in that room? That seems really. They only had to get through it one night, man. Like, <laughs> just, got... Those are the guests you don't want to come back. Put them in the room. Yeah. You, the room, go, you go sleep there. Um, I had a cousin who slept there who said that there was a, a supernatural entity when he woke up. Um, staring at him over the bed. And I think he said something like whatever it was actually said <laughs> something to the, to the guy. Um, I, I had just the worst experiences in that room. I still have nightmares. This is true. I still have like my most vivid, scary nightmares to this day is a dream in the setting of that room. Oh, wow. It, it was unsettling so we would sit downstairs and it and we would hear weights dropping and there oftentimes like at some point there was actually like weights in that room like we used to have like home home a home gym with the Mm -hmm. weights that you put on and so at first we would be like is someone up there lifting weights and then eventually we realized there just wasn't and at one point my dad went upstairs and dropped the physical weights and it made a totally different sound. So it wasn't the physical weights dropping, but it mimicked that sound, right? And these things would happen all the time in that house. So, and, 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 and I had several experiences where I actually saw things, people walking past a hallway, past a door, um, I was very happy to move from there. That said, I would like to remind our listeners, I do not believe in ghosts, and I think there is a totally reasonable explanation for everything that happened. I'm sure it is not. Well, go ahead. One day, Terrence. Reasonable is a strong word. One day, Terrence. I go back to Southern California. Yes. Visiting some people in Simi Valley, my hometown. Simi Valley, California. Same Valley, California. And I'm out for a run, a morning jog. Yay. yay. Loving it. And, um, and I'm close to the old neighborhood. So I'm like, I'm just going to run through the old neighborhood, you know, running through the old neighborhood. I get to my street. I'm running down the street and I see our house and it just crosses my mind. Like, did this continue to happen? Is this something that kept happening after we moved away? And I have the question in my mind, Will I regret not knocking on that door 
and asking them, or will I regret how awkward it's going to be to knock on a door and ask someone? So by the time I get to the house, I'm having this conversation with me, with myself. And I'm like, I got to know. Well, that's scary. Yeah. Six foot five man coming to the door, talking to themselves. That's, <laughs> that's something <laughs> well, Halloween worthy right there. It is. I have a, I have a shaved head. I'm six four. Uh, I was probably sweating from the run. And I knock on the door. And this really seemingly kind, but um, as far as stature goes, she was significantly shorter than me. Um, Latina woman opens the door and looks at me with great concern. And I'm like, hey, hey, I, I used to live here. And I just wanted to ask you a quick question about the house. And she says, I don't speak English. And I'm like, I bet you speak English. You know, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, come why'd on. You, why'd you think she spoke English? I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed like, I think, I think what she was really saying was, please leave. Uh, I would have too. Yeah. Six, four, six foot four guy with a shaved head. Please go away. Running with no shirt on, coming to my door. I, I always run with a shirt on. Oh, but not, not in Connecticut. You do. Don't. Uh, I don't do, run in Connecticut. That's the thing. I could have sworn I saw you walking run, walking and running one time with the shirt off talking to yourself. If you knew me at all, you would know that that is not a level and of modesty like, I've crossed. It's like 20 degrees outside. Um, it's Halloween right there. Yeah, that would be scary. I kind of point around. I'm like, is there anyone else at the house that speaks English? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like she's given the, I don't know what you're actually asking. So I can't answer your question sign. So, and, and I'm like, that's it. I was like, okay, Hey, thank you. I tried. Right. Mystery forever still out there about two months ago. This is years and years ago. So years passed about two months ago. I get a text from my brother with his arm around this woman, both of them smiling, and he's like, hey, I just went to the old house. <laughs> I met this woman. We had a great chat. And, 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 it, and it wasn't like he was like... Does he speak Spanish? No. And it wasn't like he was like, hey, I, I met a woman at the house because like, clearly they could have moved, right? But he, has a, he sends me a picture, and it is exactly the same woman. And, uh, and apparently, um, apparently I didn't... I didn't Pass the safety. Uh, I don't know. Well, test was he running? Was he running with his shirt off? I don't and know. talking to himself when he went to the door. Here's the thing: I never heard what happened. He just sent it, and I and I never heard what happened. What the conversation was about. I believe he did ask, like, if you would heard anything. And but when we had the conversation, it was quick over text, and it was something like, "Hey, next time we chat, I want to tell you about this." But we never actually had that conversation. You know what? I don't. Hit him up, man. Let's call. That's yeah, what, no, that's what we do. I will. I'll give him a call. And I'm going to bet he picks up because you know why? Oh, you're talking now? Yeah, right now. Oh, no. Gonna, I was just going to call and like I'll report back. You're saying like call right now on the show? Call right now because usually when I call somebody, they answer the phone. Right, Shania? <laughs> Boom. All right. This is likely going to fail. So podcast listeners, I'm actually going to cut for one second because my ability with the phone is a little bit 
wonky. And also if he says, or if it's like someone else answers or he's not available, then we'll just kind of clip past this. Um, but if he is there, uh, we'll just go to that right now. You want to bet money on this before we go? Uh, yeah, I'm betting this doesn't work out, Terrence. I'll bet you $1,000 it does. <laughs> I t- I'm not $1,000 invested. $1. All right, $1. Here we go. All right. All right, Ethan. <laughs> Ethan, this is Travis. Um, we're calling because... So we're talking about on the show how how I went to the house and tried to talk to the woman that was there and she told me that she did not speak English. Mm-hmm. And then as the story goes, and I don't know this story very well, you later went back to the house and she spoke perfect English and she was very nice to you. Is that, is that well, true? Yeah. So I guess first off, I didn't realize, I didn't know that you had gone back to the house and so this past year, when we made a trip up the California coast, um, I drove my daughter Riley and my wife Shannon by the house. And I said, you know what, this time I'm going to stop and talk to her. So Shannon decided to film this. And I didn't even realize it, but I was walking up to the house and she was behind me filming. And I knocked on the door and this it was open and there was a fan blowing uh, whatever cool air there was outside, inside. I don't think they had air conditioning, which we didn't have air conditioning either growing up. Um, and she came to the door and I said, hello. And she said, no habla inglés. Uh, but I think she saw Shannon behind me and maybe I became less threatening. Um, and I said, do you speak any English at all? And then she started to speak some broken English. And then it came became clearer and clearer as we went on. But... Um, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't bring up anything other than the fact that I had grown up there. Um, I wanted to just come back and, you know, see my childhood home, see how they were enjoying it, see how, you know, if anything had changed. I was hoping that she would invite me in um, so I could have a look around, but she, that was not offered to me. Um, And then Shannon walked up and we we visited with her for a while and I just kind of shared you know, how I grew up playing basketball in the backyard and, um, you know, how we used to play hide and seek out in the front yard and how many millions of times I had mowed that lawn and those kind of things. And then she made a comment and she said, so you were an active kid? And I said, yes. And she said, because I hear things all the time. And I took that as she somehow thought like my spirit was still at that house. Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, we hear things jumping upstairs. We hear uh, uh, somebody walking around. We think it's a child. She said, my son thinks it's a woman because he sees long hair. And... You know, in the back of my mind, we had always thought that this was a minor, right, who had long right. hair and a hat. So I, I thought, well, I could see how, where if it was a minor, you could mistake it for a girl or maybe vice versa. Um, and then I said, yeah, we, we had some experiences like that too. And I said, does it sound like there's weights maybe dropping onto the floor upstairs? She said, yes, we just had it last week. 
(laughs) And so I looked at Shannon because Shannon is not a believer in ghosts. And when she hears us tell the ghost story, she just kind of always rolls her eyes. So the fact that this lady brought it out of the blue without my, you know, initiating it, um, maybe solidified some of the stories in her mind. So to be clear, and we've had this conversation here on the show a few times, I do not believe in ghosts, but I lived in that house. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so to me, it's not surprising that whatever was happening to me or to us there hap- continued to happen. Right. And that's what it sounds like. Yes. And, and I, I think I, I felt validated, like, okay, our childhood experiences weren't our imagination. Right. But look, uh, you, there, you there were eight kids in that house, plus all yeah. of our friends that were over and all of us shared these experiences. So unless yes. all of us were mad as a hatter, as Alice <laughs> might say, like the things happened. The question yes. is, were they supernatural or not? And um, it's interesting to me that Shannon, so Shannon is your wife uh, yes. f- for our listeners. It's interesting to me that Shannon needed that validation because that's that seemed like a given. Those things happened at the house. We know that because there were eight people living there. We sat on the couch listening to those weights dropping upstairs when no one was upstairs. And we looked at each other and we said, what is that? The, the, yeah. For someone not to believe that much of the story, that's just, man, that is so like, that, that speaks so little to our entire family. You know what they do. Well, why would somebody believe that? Why would somebody believe that? <laughs> because you're telling them your house is haunted. They'd be like, yeah, I believe you. Because yeah. the other conversation that would have had to have happened was that instead of like the family sitting there listening to things happen upstairs or listening to noises throughout the house, we would have had to have had the conversation like, okay, everyone is in on this. We are making up all of these stories. Everyone has to remember the details and we have to stick to it till the day we die. Like if you're just asking (laughs) like, which of those is the easiest to pull off? And I'm not saying that people don't do that. It just, it speaks very lowly of our character as a family that your wife was like, (laughs) yeah, all eight of you are making that up, right? Well, that's a com- that's a common pickup line, you know. I should use that when I come to the club. <laughs> what's the what's like, the hey, pickup line, <laughs> sweetheart? How you doing? What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> hey, they call me Money T. Yeah, I stay in the haunted house. Oh that, that yeah, that's the line. That's how it started off. Oh, the ladies, Terrence. If you so, if you knew how many people were like haunted house, you say. I, I think we can count <laughs> zero people that were suddenly interested in me. That was in California. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, in South Carolina it works. South Carolina it works. Yeah. Good to know. So Ethan, like, um, so I've, I've told a few of the stories. We've talked a little bit about it on the show um, on this episode. But what what are one or two of the things that you remember most happening in that house while we were growing up? So, um, you know, a simple one. You know, to tell the story, it sounds really simple, but to be there was very, um, and, I, and I think outside of the stories, maybe it's important to note that, you know, any of us that have seen that movie, Sixth Sense, where he's, he's walking down the hallway to go to the bathroom and all of a sudden that cold chill or that, that odd energy is felt. I think that's the most important thing, like, at least for me, you know, countless times I would walk into a room and go, hmm. 
I don't think I'm supposed to be in this room right now. You know, like there was a feeling of um, outside of the norm. There was a different energy into it. But uh, a simple story was, you know, I was older. I was probably 18 or 19. And I would get up at 4 a.m. to go to my construction work job. And as you know, our dad had guitars in the front room and he would play them often. So I was up at four o'clock in the morning. Nobody else was awake. I'd gone in. I poured myself a bowl of cereal to eat before I took off. And I hear the guitar strum in the front room. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm an adult. I'm not scared of this stuff anymore. So I walk in the front room. I look around. I don't see anybody. No big deal. I'm like, okay, you know, just another experience, right? So I go back into the kitchen. I sit down and continue eating. Which the first time you might go, did I really hear that, right? But then the second time you go, yeah, uh-huh, I heard it. So there was a small there was a small glitch in the sound. So you're saying you heard it a second time? I did hear it a second time. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so that second time confirmed that the first time was real. And it was almost like a, hey, just so you know, I'm here. And maybe you ought to leave. And I said, that's fine. You can have my cereal. <laughs> you can have the guitar. I'm going to work. And I did, I, I left it there and I, I, it, it, again, it was that energy like, okay, I'm, I'm out. I don't need to be here. Yeah. I wondered when that scene in the sixth sense happens where the kid is trying to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. I wonder how many people like were, felt that tension in the same way that we did. Cause totally. I remember that all the time. Like, oh no, in order for me to go to the bathroom and this is a bladder versus whatever is outside my blanket right now. Cause like the blanket would be pulled over my head and I'd be like, ah, oh, there's just too many things that happen in this house. Can I hold it? Was like always the question. Can I hold it? And on the times that I couldn't, it was exactly like that kid where you're just kind of bouncing and terrified that I wouldn't look in the mirror. Uh, I wouldn't look at the doorway. Like I just looked mm -hmm. straight ahead and then like bolted back to the, uh, to the bed. So two strums yeah. on the guitar, huh? Mm -hmm. And, and there was an eyeball thing, which, you know, could be argued. So our dad was upstairs working in the attic. I was maybe five years old. And and at that point, really, I hadn't experienced anything. And I didn't, any stories that were told weren't in my mind. Dad was in the attic. He was working on some stuff. And we had five sisters. And he had created this makeshift closet. So he had drilled a hole through the wall to put some, a clothes rod into it, right, to hang all their dresses and things. Well, we always shifted rooms around. So we were moving the girls downstairs and the boys were moving upstairs or something like that. So there's just a hole in the wall to where I can, I got, I was five years old. I got a bucket. I stood on the bucket and I was going to look through the hole in the wall to see our dad working in the attic. And I stood up, I was looking through the hole and an eye slid from the right side to the left side, right into the hole and looked at me. And even now, like the blood went out of my face, went out of my body. <laughs> I I bolted down the stairs, scared out of my mind. And I got to the bottom of the stairs and logic hit me like, that was dad scaring you. I was like, oh. So I ran back upstairs. I said, dad, did you just look through the hole to scare me? And he was on the other side of the attic. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. So then that was the first, that was my first experience and that raised some questions. Now, here we are, you know, 42 years later and I bring this story up and he still 
to this day claims that he did not do that. You know, and I don't know why you would keep hiding it, right? At this point, you say, yeah, I did that. You know, I got you good. But Or at least still... you would start chuckling every time someone asked a question, <laughs> right. right? Like the guilty sure. person would be like, <laughs> no. Sure. And so at that time, I just washed it away. But then, you know, after a lifetime of stories and experiences, you start to go, well, maybe that was more than just what I thought was my dad. Yeah. Travis, who do you think it was? What do you think? What's your explanation? Are you asking because I do not believe there's a supernatural explanation what explains what happened in that house? Yes. Um. So listen, there's a lot of science, you know, like I don't know what happens when a, when a house expands and contracts. The, the eyeball, the, <laughs> the more likely option on the eyeball is that Ethan is what, five? You said you were five. Yeah, uh, we had an, like that. We had an older brother. If he was in there as well, you know, and he slid over and looked in, that's a more logical explanation mm -hmm. than a manifestation of a poltergeist. Because people saw things for sure. That one sounds so specific and it mm -hmm. sounds so real that, I mean, we're talking next level supernatural activity, right? On the EKG meter, the, the, the little beepy things are all the way up. Right. Strange uh uh disembodied voices, they're all they're all make my antennas go crazy. No, I, I I agree. And 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 I will say, like, um I don't believe I I believe if I went there and spent like a month and when the noises happened, like ran upstairs and tried to figure out what's going on and like recorded the weather, <laughs> I'm sure I could get to the bottom of no, each one you of them. Would not. That, but that's the <laughs> thing at the same time i'm not sure that i would want to like actually go through the amount of creepiness it would take to solve all of the riddles so because i saw things too right like i actually physically saw things right and i don't know but also I still just don't believe it. Like there's gotta be, cause like one, one night so I remember there's one night I remember, um, the, I was walking, this was my house at a, at a different house. And I was walking through like the kitchen or something and it was night and I saw someone. And then, um, I looked away and looked back and they were completely gone. And I was like, there's no explanation for what just happened. And then Ella walked out and she was like, yeah, it was just over there. So whatever happened, I can't piece it together, but Ella's my daughter, by the way. I can't piece it together, but I can tell you that it still happened. Like my mind played tricks on me, X, Y, and Z, and and the reality was the reality. So right? we're just taking it back to the ghetto boys, huh? Mind's yep. playing tricks on you. Mind's playing tricks on you. All right. You know, I kind of relate this to like the entire Bigfoot thing, right? It's it's like, yeah, do you believe in Bigfoot? Hmm. Well, no, I can't really explain it, but there seems to be thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people claiming experiences that they've seen something. And so you say, well, what is that? Does it, does it really exist? Or are there that many people who are out of their mind and seeing the same thing? So it's like you say, there's 10 people living in our home, eight kids, two adults having the same experiences. Are they all crazy out of their mind? Or is there something to it that we really don't have an answer to? Like if you, yeah, sure. But if you go back to like Irish folklore, you know, they, they always speak of the fairies and they, and, and, and random farmers across the country see these same fairies, right? 
but I'm, I'm willing to bet money they didn't, right? <laughs> Even though there are multiple witnesses and multiple accounts, I'm still going to put my money on the fact that there probably is a totally reasonable explanation for it. Now, listen, part of me wants to believe. Part of, there's still part of me that wants to believe there's magic in this world. And when I go hiking, I may or may not look to see if there are fairies hiding. Like it's still, there's still a part of me that really wants it to be real. But I'm saying if you're asking me to put my money on black or red uh, on the roulette table, believe or not believe, I'm, I'm going to put it on either green or I'm going to put it on not believe. Final verdict, Ethan, was our house haunted growing up? Um, you know, based on my experiences and the stories I've heard, I would say yes. But you bring up a good point, you know, does our mind play tricks on us? We grew up being told ghost stories all the time. Does our mind start to create pieces of the stories we heard? And is that just something that happens? And, and the same with Bigfoot. People hear about it. Does your mind create it? Certainly a possibility. Y'all ever but, seen Shaquille O'Neal? Bigfoot. Tell you what, he's but, walking around near a campsite <laughs> at night. I'll be like, all I know is I saw some seven foot... Uh, man-like thing walking and and exactly and and i have 50 stories and of someone that said that they saw bigfoot up here have Absolutely. you seen andre the giant walk he walks just like that footage exactly of, of bigfoot walking. Humongous so, man. yeah without getting too deep i'd say yes travis our house is haunted is there some other explanations i'd love to talk about it uh, yeah i'm totally intrigued by the conversation all right now that she actually talks to you and admits that she'll speak english you know um, we should go back and say, Hey, can we rent this house for like a week? And let's just like straight up bring our, uh, ectoplasm the, yeah. detectors and, and see what we can find. I'll stay at the hotel down the street while y'all do it. <laughs> while we're on the topic really quick, uh, yeah. I did, there's actually a Simi Valley paranormal investigator and I sent him our address and that's it. I just said, North Browder, go for it. Yeah. Does he keep and, like a blog or something? Uh, it's it's just a Facebook page where they talk about different, and there's a lot of stories that come out of paranormal stuff happening in Simi Valley. So I, I don't think we're alone in the fact that, that we've experienced those things, but I, I sent it to him hoping he would go investigate it and see what he comes up with. I, I will say to any Poppletons listening right now, if one of your security questions is what was your home address, I suggest you go change that right now. <laughs> you can bleep, bleep that out. <laughs> we might we might bleep out that part. All right. Ethan, it was uh, wonderful to have you. Thanks for taking a call at the last minute. Hey, Ethan, good talking to you, my friend. Hey, while we got you. Yes, sir. Funny Travis story. Any, any good Travis stories or any nicknames that Travis had? Because he will not tell me a good nickname. Good nickname. I, I don't think Travis had a nickname. Man, bless you. We, we, we didn't have, we weren't nicknamed families. Um, I mean, my dad had plenty of nicknames for us, but, uh, you know, like BB brain, mental midget, those kind of things. But, <laughs> um, but no, we didn't have, we weren't nicknamed folks. And I don't know, shooting from the hip, I, I can't bring up any, no good, any funny stories of Travis. We were, we weren't very, yeah, colorful. We were just, Plain, plain kids. Hey, he's he's hilarious now. I don't know about the rest of the family. He's, he is. This cat is yes, funny. He, is. he doesn't like this. He doesn't like it though. I keep telling him teapot, but he doesn't seem to like that one. Teapot. Uh, Look at the face. 
No, I'm just, I'm surprised you said that. Cause like, we just talked on the phone and I was like, was I a weird kid growing up? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you were really weird. So I'm, so I'm surprised you're saying that we were, we were both, uh, we were a normal family, but I'll go with that. And yeah. I guess lastly, when you dunked on Travis, did he fall backwards? <laughs> did he Always. just, did he just, did he just turn around and leave the court? Like, what was that like? And did no, you enjoy doing it? Listen, there is no dunking on Travis. I am 5'10". He's six, 1,000. I don't know how tall he is, but he's much <laughs> taller accurate. than I am. I had to shoot three-pointers when I was playing against my family. My dad was 6'2". My other brother's 6'4", 6'5". Travis is 6'4", 6'5", and I'm 5'10". So you know how I played. Um, yeah. But I heard you were the best baller in the family, though, just to be clear. And I don't know if that's saying much. What do you think, Travis? <laughs> uh, no, I think we, we did have this conversation, right? Like, he was money from any part of Like, it was, um, if, if there was anything supernatural happening at that house, it was how many free throws he could hit in a row. Like, it was just amazing. <laughs> I so. like that. That's, that's the best haunted story. Yeah. Ethan, that could be. the haunted free throw pop. His head would spin. We couldn't explain that, but then he would shoot, and it was money every time hitting them buckets like the exorcist yeah hey so again and I, I hate to keep bringing other things up but in a previous episode you guys were talking about poltergeist and travis failed to mention that that too was filmed in simi valley was filmed and there in was a valley. lot of stuff happening there yeah i did not know that yes sir i stopped watching that movie after she threw up on that guy i was like i'm done <laughs> no and that was the exorcist poltergeist oh the poltergeist the one where she gets sucked into the tv or whatever yes. yeah mm -hmm. yeah that, you'll that. find that they had a lot of experiences during the shooting of that film yeah I, I think yeah i think it's more likely that simi valley in general has several weather weather patterns and and things that are happening and it's <laughs> southern california we were on some fault line and and there was rocketdyne they were testing rockets up on the hill there was a nuclear meltdown up on the hill so that Next, could explain a lot yeah so whatever was happening with that ground and whatever was happening with the rockets on the hill and whatever was happening so simi is it means windy like we had the santa anas like no one's business the santa ana winds that would come through simi valley in and of themselves created all sorts of spooky noises and and seemingly supernatural things. i don't want to go to long beach now but that's not Long Beach is lovely, man. You're going to love it. Um, all right, Ethan. Hey, thanks for uh, spending some time with us today. It is Sunday. Definitely right now. This is all real time. Uh, it's Sunday afternoon. Thanks for, for allowing us to call you. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, good to meet you again, my friend. Can't wait to see you in the big CT. Likewise. Good to meet you, Terrence. All you right. Too, thanks, care, man. Right. Take care. I was wrong. He was there. I don't know what you do with that. I owe you, you owe me a thousand dollars. I'm fairly confident the bet was less than that, significantly less. We're talking a buck, aren't we? A hundred dollars? I think it was a dollar. Uh, um, I have to go back and listen to the show. With all that said, uh, so so she did speak English. <laughs> what I found interesting, though, and what I did not know uh, until that phone call was that she also did the I don't speak English thing to Ethan. I don't know, but either way, that house was haunted. That's my feeling. Um, Dude, yeah. You don't have to believe in you don't have to believe in spirits and ghosts for the house to be haunted. That sounds like a haunted house. It was a something house. I'll give you that. And it is interesting that she heard the same kind of weights dropping in 
that same room. I feel like I would want to move. Yeah, we didn't, no one asked the kids. <laughs> no, no one, you know, my parents weren't like, hey, let's take a vote, everybody. They just were, you know. I never, I never, asked, so parents seen this too. I never thought about that. Uh, Is that why, because you mentioned your dad dropped the weights one time. Yeah. Is you that know, why he did it? He, that's exactly, because we were hearing it all, I wouldn't say like all the time, but frequently enough that it wasn't like, remember that one time? It was happening every few months or so. And yeah, he went up because he would hear it too. He went up to prove what that actually would sound like. And then it, it didn't work out. Um, dude, there are so many stories. There's so many stories about that house. It was pretty creepy. And no background on who had the house first, what was happening. I got nothing. I got nothing. We could talk about, you know, more stories in future episodes. Built over a graveyard, like we mentioned Poltergeist built over a former graveyard, it, maybe. If we do find that out, that wouldn't surprise me. No, it would, because I still think I still think <laughs> there are explanations for everything. It probably All right. is. We have spent enough time on this house though. Terrence, what's going on in your side of Halloween? Since you picture the airline trail, you didn't respond to that, tell you that. That like, is pretty scary. And so it is is it called the airline trail? I don't, what was in the text I sent you? <laughs> I'm back to that. It's in the same text with all the codes. Yeah, the, the airline trail. Yeah. But that was scary. Travis didn't respond to that. I guess he didn't want to talk about it. Uh, leaves are changing colors a little bit. That's Halloween. <laughs> That's true. I saw a headless horseman run through the yard. Okay, I'm lying. But one thing I did see in my yard that was interesting, that is kind of spooky, because I described to you how my, well, I should, you, I've described, you know how my house setup is, is. The other day I'm looking outside, and I look, and there's just a, a orange tennis ball outside my in my front yard. Okay. Just sitting there. And I'm like, what? I didn't have it, I asked you, nah. It's just like, who brought this orange tennis ball is just sitting here and I was like just weird that's the scariest thing that's happened to me so far thank goodness orange it's Halloween themed unexplained Indeed. that's Halloween themed but yeah besides that I'm boring this year no, no. haints although one of my co-workers who listens to the show did tell me that she saw a haint in in New England when she was driving one time she saw an apparition that was on the road when she got there it just disappeared pretty spooky story she tells it much better than me but but she's not here so either we're inviting her next week or you're telling the story you got it you know don't remember the rest of the story that was it that can't be true it's a boring life it's a boring life around here Terrence, you were the However, one. You were the one that brought up the vampire scare. I was of just Connecticut. about to say. Okay, so I let's did, go back to that. I did the, the the New England vampire scare. So it was not Connecticut. It was the New England vampire yes. scare. Yes. Where did it take place? In Rhode Island, throughout Rhode Island, Eastern Connecticut, and Southern Massachusetts, Vermont, and other areas of New England states. Over, you know what? You know what was over? Consumption. I, you, I'm That's so lost. Go tuberculosis. Ahead and... Okay. So, so people thought that when they, when people got consumption of TB, that it was 
vampires, usually of their family members, coming back to suck the life out of them. That sucks, right? So this, Literally. <laughs> okay, that was good. Thank All right. you. I appreciate it. I, I, didn't, I didn't even mean to play that one out like that. So, so they were exhuming bodies. All right, are people? So you're saying, sorry, tuberculosis? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Um, are people aware of tuberculosis at this time, or is is this just an undefined disease that's happening and people are afraid of? Yeah, it wasn't called tuberculosis at the time. They called it consumption. And they, as I'm, I'll read it now, as I got it, just got it up. It was thought to be caused by deceased consuming the life of their surviving relatives. And what they would do is. Dig up the bodies and the internal organs, ritually burn the internal organs to stop the vampire from attacking the local population and prevent the spread of the disease. Of the disease. Mercy Brown be one of the most famous cases to where more or less in Rhode Island, her whole family pretty much died except one person. And so I think a mother died, her sister died after that. And so... They asked the father, I think Mercy also died. They asked the father, could they go dig up these bodies? He said, yeah, because her son was sick. So they, they dig up the first two bodies, and those bodies have been buried for a while. And so they were pretty much fairly well decomposed. But Mercy, who was buried above ground in the winter in New England, hint, hint, mm-hmm. she was looking pretty good. Sure. You know, skin's intact. Even the heart, her heart still had a little bit of blood in it. Classic vampire symptoms. So, they dig her up, take her heart out, um, burn it, put it in some water, mix it up, and they have her son, who's sick, drink it. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah, because that's what heals TB. Huh. He he died two months later, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> That's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> That's what happened, though. And so, but it was just, it's its amazing. It's these things that were happening, like this, uh, uh, literally a vampire scare in New England caused by the fear of TB. I, I Just, it's, it's funny how rational that p- people thought this was but how irrational it actually it actually was, or or am I irrational for? No, I I'm guess just, I would have believed it back then. As you're laughing at the little boy dying. No, I'm I'm imagining being that kid, and then like, <laughs> like being I'm not like, yeah, that. exactly. Like, mm, I'm pretty sure this isn't the solution you think it is. But like the adults have say when you're a kid, right? You know that that kid was like, all right, I usually trust you. I'm gonna I'm gonna call bunk on on this whole heart drinking a heart thing like you know that that kid raised an eyebrow had some suspicion that the adults right. had no idea what was going on and then he I'm, had to drink it anyway and i'm trying to figure out why they why they thought doing that would stop a vampire or stop the i guess they thought it was the undead i don't think they call it the vampire but and how was it feeding off the person like, did it just come? Like, that's all those questions. I have a lot of questions about this. Okay, so my guess is there must be some rule, some vampire lore, where a vampire can't drink its own blood. Mm-hmm. 
Huh? Or maybe they made that up in that exact moment. (laughs) (laughs) That poor kid. Oh, man. Uh, So actually, I am curious now. I wonder if there's some vampire lore that says a vampire cannot drink its own blood or something. But at the very least, that was probably on their mind. Probably. Oh, that's so gross. That's so gross, that poor, poor child. That is scary. That is scarier than the tuberculosis and the vampires. I'm sorry. The heart was exhumed. The body was burnt for Mercy Brown, mixed with water, and given to her surviving brother to drink in order to stop the influence of the undead. It was unsuccessful, though. They still got to him. And her body showed little decomposition. That's the problem with the undead. It's really, it's really hard to stop them. You could drink all the body ash you can get your hands on, and it's, it's not necessarily going to solve it. Yeah, I think I would have thought, isn't this going to make me a vampire? This is something's not right about this. Right? <laughs> can you show me the data? Do you have more than one data point, or do you even have one data point to suggest that this is going to work? Uh, that's that's a terrifying story. Yeah. The um, I remember hearing something about this, and that must be the case, but I vaguely remember hearing something about them digging up the bodies and, like, the bodies had turned over or something. Yes, that, that's what that's what was done most commonly. I read, during this vampire scare, they, they dig them up mm-hmm. and they turn the bodies over. Oh, it wasn't that, see, my memory... That makes more sense. My memory was that they opened up these caskets and the bodies were turned over, suggesting that they were leaving and coming back. Um, but you're saying that they actually turned the bodies over. Was that a test? Was that a test so that if they dug them up the next night, they would be back on their backs? No, because what happens is if I'm a vampire and you dig me up and I turn you over, yeah. it's like, eh, I can't. Because I think I'm pushing this way, but I'm pushing to the ground. They, now. they end up digging to the center yeah. of the earth. You can't flip. You can't flip it back around. You just like they're like vampire number two. Do you remember digging this far? Yeah, you, you wake up at night as a vampire and like they don't turn me on my face. I they done got me. I don't know what I'm gonna be here forever now. Oh, it's a it's classic. Whatever. You know, it seems what, so easy, but it gets a, us every what time. What am I gonna do? <laughs> are these 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 are not very scary stories. But they're making Travis laugh. <laughs> it's just so great. Like, I, I felt like my solution was pretty good. I felt like um, you go, you turn the body over, and then you come back the next night to see if it's back on its back. And then you'd be like, okay, something's up. This body left last night. But you're saying now that <laughs> they just turned them over. And when they woke up looking at the wrong side, they were like, I'm, I'm beat. Right. I, whatever happened, I got nothing left. Yep. That Mercy Brown was in Rhode Island. Interestingly enough, there's a connection to Bram, Bram Stoker here. Go on. Because apparently he heard about this story. I'm, I'm, uh, let me get to the good part. It's suggested by scholars that Bram Stoker, the author of the novel, novel Dracula, boom. You owe me a dollar for knowing that. Knew about Mercy Brown case through the newspaper articles and based on the novel's character, Lucy Westerner, upon her. It is also referred to in H.P. Lovecraft's The Shunned House. Mercy Brown. Lamborghini Mercy. So those graves are her still Her brother there. was so thirsty. <laughs> y'all get it? <laughs> hey, any hip-hop fan, uh, y'all know that. Y'all know that one. 
Uh, is that a real lyric? Yeah, Lamborghini Mercy, your girl, she's so thirsty. Oh. I'm in the Lamborghini with your, yeah. It's no, I gotta say that was quick. The fact that you tied the, the heart drinking episode so quickly, I'm impressed. Hip hop, it's, it's, it's hip hop is for everybody. It's a line for everything in hip hop. Um, I do, I do believe that the brown graves are still very popular tourist sites for vampire fans. Um, so next time you're in New England, Rhode Island, at the Baptist Church in Exeter, just also to, known as the Chestnut Hill Baptist Church, hit the Chestnut Hill Baptist Church, and see. Hey, it's the closest we have to real vampires here in New England. Come, come take a look. All right. We had some ghost stories. We had a good place for people to go check out some New England history. Um, We may do a Halloween episode part two, but we wanted to at least get this one out and uh, and say happy Halloween, everybody. Happy spooky season. Happy October. Uh, Again, if you have any supernatural stories any ghost stories that you want to share send us that story info at connecticut.show we'll talk about it next week hey whoever has those passwords please send them to me yeah. <laughs> I, I know somebody out here has them because travis won't do it and by the way mount washington is also haunted oh yeah you were you were actually saying that what's the mount washington haunted story mount washington hotel is haunted there is a hotel. Is the hotel on Mount Washington? Mm-hmm. So people, you climb up the the mountain and stay at a hotel there? Room 314, the prince's room, it's haunted. I'm, it, it's, it's for sure. I know you don't believe in it, that, but it's another reason for me to not go up on that mountain. Princess Caroline. So Princess Caroline married this cat named Pickney. No, Stickney. Sorry, Stickney. Stickney built this, Mr. Stickney built this hotel. Okay. He drives in 1900. He dies a little later on. Then Caroline marries some some prince, French, think a French cat. Sure. Not cat as an animal, but cat as in cool cat. She dies in 1930. And then after that, people seeing her walk around. They seeing former employees walk around. Even to this day, you go to 314, there's dresses opening, things like that. I even think she pops out sometimes and says, hey, <laughs> this mountain's really dangerous. Y'all shouldn't be climbing up this mountain. Do you know how cold it gets up here? Exactly. Wow, that is very scary. She has 200 and something mile per wind. She said it almost blew over one time from what <laughs> some of the travelers say who stayed in the hotel. Wow. But, hey. Very scary. But yeah, Mount Washington. I, I think it's a different name now, but Mount Washington Hotel. Look it up. The mountain's on it. Another reason that I'm just not so sure about it. I know our fans are probably getting tired of me talking about it sometimes, but this will be one of the last times until we finally go up. That that is the we can put most terrifying into the sleep. way to end this episode. Terrence, it has been fun talking ghosts and Halloween New England. Again, we might have a part two. Why not? We'll see. Um, but I think unless you've got anything else, we're coming up on the end of the hour. Thank you, Bomb Bomb Vivant. Want to say thank you, Bomb Bomb Vivant. And thank you for all the rappers who've given me reference to go by. And thank you for Ethan for hanging out with us for a little bit. And from Terrence, don't call me scary, Abney. And Travis Poppleton. Need a nickname, Poppleton. 
I'm, I'm not going to get one right now. And for Travis Poppleton. Ugh. Terrence Abney, this is the Connecticut Show. Peace and love. Love and peace. 